Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 15. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. God brings trials and tribulations to uncover the problem as to why you're not bearing fruit. And that is why it is a horrible, hear me, it's a horrible disservice for any preacher, teacher, individual to stand and tell you that it is not God's will for you to go through trials and tribulations. And if you're going through a trial and tribulation, you must be in sin because anything you ask of God, God's going to give it to you. And if you're going through something, that means you're in sin. That kind of thing, that's horrible teaching. That's wrong teaching. It's hurtful teaching because God uses trials and tribulations in order to accomplish his good plan and purpose in your life. He uses them. God is the one sending him your way. Nothing can happen. Don't y'all get this? Nothing can happen to you unless God approves it. Write that down. Nothing can happen to you unless God approves it. Look at Job, for example. God had to approve that. And Job lost everything. Talk about a bad day. That was a bad day. A bad day when you lose everything. Everything. Cattle, house burn, everything. I ain't got a cow left. Nothing. And then you got three really nice friends. And then you got a wife. Oh, hallelujah. Let me move on. Oh, I got to teach on Tuesday to the men's conference. Let me, let me, let me move on here. God uses trials and tribulations. It's called surgery. Surgery opens you up. Surgery gets things prepped. And then it's the word of God that actually does the healing. Did you get that? God's word. I'm waiting while you clap your hands there. God's word does the healing. God's word, every branch in me, verse 2, in me that does not bear fruit, the Father takes away. And some people will look at this verse and say, see, you can lose your salvation. It says, in me, the Christian in me. Listen, the word in simply applies in identification with. It doesn't imply uh, um, relationship in terms of eternal security or not. Now, listen, in our text, there are two groups of branches in our text. There are branches that bear fruit. And saints, where you at? There are branches that don't bear fruit. And the branches that bear fruit are obviously Christians. And the branches that don't bear fruit, we call those, or I call those Judas branches. Judas branches. Because remember, it was just a chapter ago, they were in the upper room, and Jesus told Judas, go do what you're going to do. 
you know, if you, and Judas went out and sold Jesus for, sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. That was just in the last chapter. And so by the time Jesus has this conversation with them and what Judas had done might have been, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Well, for us, it's been nine weeks. But, but for them, it was more like 15, 20 minutes. And so Judas, you know, go do what you're going to do. Judas branches. Those are the branches that profess Christ but don't possess Christ. Judas branches were with them, but they were not one of them. I think of John, 1 John, same writer, 2.19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. And if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were with us. If a person professes to know God and they fall away, or they become a Christian antagonist or even an atheist and they never come back to church. It doesn't mean they lost their salvation. It may mean they never really had it. Just because you profess Christ does not mean you possess Christ. You you get that? Just because you make a profession of faith doesn't mean you have a possession of faith. So Judas was with them, but Judas wasn't with them. You get that? He was with them, but he wasn't with them. Jesus said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may be bear more fruit. Every branch that bears fruit. Stay there. Every branch that bears fruit. In other words, if you're a Christian, you're going to be bearing fruit. Listen, I do not believe that it is possible for you to be a Christian and not bear fruit fruit. It is impossible to have a non-fruit bearing Christian. If you're a Christian, you must be bearing fruit. There must be productivity. Matthew seven seventeen. every good tree bears good fruit. Bad trees bear bad fruit. Matthew twelve thirty three. either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by what saints? The fruit it bears. And a Christian is known by the fruit it bears. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. A Christian is known by the fruit it bears. Some Christians, they may try to act and they have fake fruit. Y'all remember back in the day? Y'all remember back in the day, that used to be a, uh, a, a item of decor. Y'all remember fake fruit on the, on the table? And somebody come in, you go, here's my dining room and there's my fake fruit. <laughs> my fake fruit. And go, oh, lovely. You remember that? I'm dating myself now because it's like a, a big old bowl and you got all this fake fruit on it. And, you know, and people were in those days, that was a decor thing. Everybody was proud of their fake fruit. And of course, you know, we live in a culture of, of, of fake stuff, don't we? We live in a culture, you can get fake anything nowadays. Y'all know I'm from Philly. And, and there's this, this one street called 52nd and Market. 52nd and Market, you can get anything under God's green earth right there on that corner. Anything. A guy walk up to you, he have a coat down there, he open up like this here. He got everything, kitchen equipment, everything. He got bl- blenders and mixers and anything. They got fake everything. I mean, they got fake, they got fake, fake, uh, Fake watches, fake, fake Rolex. Now they call them Folex. 
They got a folex. She got fake hair. They can't call them wigs. They got uh, wigs and weaves. Uh, they got fake uh, uh, faux paint. That's fake paint. Fake fur. Faux fur. You can, you, you can get, isn't that right? Is it faux fur? Yeah. You can get fake anything. I mean, we live in a culture of fakes, but I can tell you one thing right now. You cannot fake, if you will, fruit. You cannot really fake fruit. Fruit, Jesus said it. He said, if it's a bad tree, it's going to give you bad fruit. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. Are y'all listening? A good tree can't give bad fruit. And that's how you know what kind of tree it is. It's based on the fruit hanging on the limbs. Look at verse 3. Jesus said, you're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Now listen, the actual pruning, the actual operation is done by the word of God. You are clean. Did y'all get that in verse 3? You are clean through the, through the word. Trials don't clean you. They only tear open the problem. The application of the word does the healing, the cleaning, if you will. So if you're having problems you don't, and, and you don't get under the knife of the word of God, you're going to keep on going through trials. It's the word that does the healing. It's the word that does the pruning. It's the word that makes fruit-bearing increase. Jesus said, now you're clean through the word. Does that sound familiar? Write this in your margin, John 13. Jesus starts washing the disciples' feet. Peter was protesting and said, Jesus, I can't let you wash my feet. You remember, don't you? And Jesus said, if I don't wash you, Peter, you have no part with me. And Peter said, well, since you put it that way, I'll take a bath, wash it on my, on my feet, with my hands and my head, everything. Everything. John 13, 10, Jesus said, he who is bathed need only to wash his feet, but you are already clean. See, once you've been cleansed, once you've been bathed by the word and the blood of Jesus, you're clean. All God has to do from now on is daily get the dust off your feet. The Bible teaches we are clean and born again of the word of God. First Peter, are you listening? First Peter 1.23, having been born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You see, when you get saved, you are justified and already cleansed. And again, before the throne, we have peace with God. But in our everyday lives, in our practice, we daily need cleansing and growth. Say amen. We daily need to be in the word. Say amen. We daily need to be abide in him. Somebody say amen. In our daily experience, we need the peace of God. Abide in me, verse 4, and I in you. Back up. Look at chapter 14, verse 20. Look at chapter 14, verse 20. Just back up a page probably for most of you. Notice Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will understand that I am in the Father and you are in me. John 14, 20. I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. We talked about the fact that we are unified with Christ. Do you realize that you are connected and plugged into the vine of God and the very life of God is in your life? Saints, listen. The very life of God is in your life. You are connected to the vine. And the reason that you're able to bear fruit is not because you're good enough. It's not because you're smart enough and by golly, people like you. 
The reason that you're able to bear fruit is because you are connected to the vine. And the very life, I'm waiting while you clap your hands. Will you do that? And the very life of God is in you. You're filled with the Holy Spirit and his energy. Jesus is surging through you. Get this. Jesus is surging through you. And the fruit is hanging off of you. Because of Jesus, it's not because of you. It's not by might, nor by power, but by, somebody help me, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You're not bearing fruit because you want to. You're not bearing fruit because you can. You're bearing fruit because you are connected to the vine. And the very life of Jesus is surging through your body. And you bear fruit. We'll talk about what fruit is in just a second. And you bear fruit. Jesus said, abide in me, and you will bring forth fruit. This word abide, write it down. If you don't have it written down, means to settle down. It means to be at home. I love that word. Settle down, be at home, take your shoes off. Somebody come to your house and you say, settle down, be at home, take your shoes off. I don't know why every time I say that, I think of the Beverly Hillbillies. Take your shoes off. Come listen to a story about a man named Jeb. I go, Ken folks said, Jeb, Jeb, move away from there. Said, California, come, y'all help me, come on. This is not church, okay? We're just fellowshipping. Said, California is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and a move of Beverly Hills, that is. Swimming pools, movie stars. Well, the first thing you know, oh, Jezebel in the air, the kinfolk said, Jeb, move away from there. Said, Caleb. <laughs> so they move it up the truck, and I'm saying, Beverly Hills, that is. <laughs> said a spell. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> Something like that. It means a dwell. Settle down. Be at home. Be at home. Be comfortable. Be comfortable in Jesus. Are you? Are you comfortable in Jesus? I am noticing, and maybe it's just me, but I am noticing Christians are not comfortable in Jesus anymore. Christians are not comfortable. And the reason they're not comfortable in Jesus, because they're not comfortable in this. Am I right about that? They're not comfortable in this. And so, you know, after, I I even had somebody ask me one time, they said, well, you know, one time I went to a home fellowship and they were teaching the Bible. And they said, and then I went to this and they had a little Bible study. And then I went to that and they had a little study. And then when I come to church, you guys have a study. And on Wednesday night, you have a study. And the men's time, you have a study. And the women's time, you have a study. Is that all you guys do is study the Bible? I said, is there anything else to do? If you want to do something else, do that at home. When you come to Calvary Chapel, we study the Word of God. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Is there anything else to do? Because I'm comfortable with Jesus. I feel like I'm preaching to myself, but that's all right. I'm comfortable with Jesus. I'm comfortable with His Word. Mr. and Mrs. Christian, listen. Have your theology. Have your apologetics. Have your hermeneutics, have your homiletics, have your eschatology, 
have your other icks. I couldn't think of any more. I ran out. Have your other icks. But don't forget, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Period. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And the only way for you to really care is that you're going to have to be comfortable with Jesus, to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to care for Jesus. Abide in Jesus. Do you realize abide? That is profound theology. I cannot express to you how rich and wonderful those words are and how my study time in preparing this to come speak to you and when I speak to you is nothing compared to my time with Jesus and my, my, I can't seem to communicate it the same way that God gives it to me. To abide in him is profound. It is profound theology. Abide in me and I in you and you shall bring forth much fruit. John isn't saying that we should walk around with a cluster of grapes hanging off our belt. Somebody say amen. What is fruit? Romans chapter 1 verse 13 tells us winning souls and witnessing is fruit. Romans chapter 6 verse 22 tells us holiness is fruit. Romans 15 28 tells us giving financially is fruit. Colossians chapter 1 verse 6 tells us good works is fruit. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 tells us the fruit of our lips and giving praise to God is fruit. Galatians 5 22, the fruit of the Spirit is Come on, y'all. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and long-suffering. That's fruit. So how is fruit produced? I'll tell you something. Listen, fruit is produced. Fruit is produced. This is deep. You're going to love it. Listen. Fruit is produced by just hanging out. Fruit is produced by just hanging out. Hanging out with Jesus. How does a lemon become a lemon? By just staying connected to the vine of a lemon tree. A lemon doesn't try to become a lemon. Listen, I'm trying to put the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them. All right. I'm coming. Stay right there. A lemon doesn't try to become a lemon. A lemon becomes a lemon by hanging out. And on, with the lemon vine. That's all. I have never in all of my 50 plus years seen a lemon trying to become a lemon. Say amen. amen. Neither have you. I've never seen a lemon go, ooh, ooh, I, I want to be a lemon. Oh, if I want to be a lemon. Uh, boop. A lemon. That you never seen that. 
A lemon doesn't try to become a lemon. An apple doesn't try to become an apple. An apple becomes an apple by just hanging on to the apple tree. And you as a Christian, you don't try to become a Christian. You hang out with Jesus. You abide in him and your life will look like a Christian. The fruit of the spirit will be born from your life. I've never seen a lemon trying to become a lemon, but I've seen plenty of Christians trying to be a Christian. Oh, it's so hard being a Christian. Oh, you know what? It's hard to walk with the Lord. It's so hard to remain faithful to God. Ooh, oh, oh, the things of God is so difficult. And y'all get this. Becoming fruit, bearing fruit is natural. It just happens. That's it. You hang out with Jesus. January 23rd, 1982, God connected me to the vine. And the days turned into weeks. Connected. Are y'all following me? The weeks turned into months. The months turned into years. And now I've been connected for 31 years walking with Jesus. And I can honestly tell you, it has been a joy. It has been a blessing. I wouldn't trade being a Christian for nothing in the world. No amount of money, nothing in the world. And, 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 get, and guess what I did? Guess what I did to get all these blessings? Can y'all see that? Nothing. Nothing, honey. I did nothing. All I did was abide. And be faithful, men of God. Abide and be faithful to the things of the Lord. And when you abide and when you are faithful, the week, the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, the months turn into years. Before you know it, you are just chilling with Jesus, hanging out with Jesus, abiding, being close to the Lord. I've often said, Every single Christian, every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room can be as close to Jesus as you want to be. Well, how do I get close to Jesus? I want to be close to Jesus. Listen, you can be as close as you want to be or not. It depends on whether you abide. If you abide, how do you abide? Read the word. Pray. Go to fellowship. Connect yourself. We're going to talk about this on Tuesday. Don't miss it. Connect yourself with the body of Christ. Know the church isn't divine, but you need the church, and the church needs you. Connect yourself. You can be as close to the Lord as you want to be. It just depends on how much you abide. My encouragement to you, and listen, I come in for a landing right here. My encouragement to you is hang in there. What y'all learn in church today? Hang in there. All that to say this. Hang in there. Stay close to Jesus. Abide in him. Don't give up. And when trials and tribulations and circumstances come your way, maybe you're in the midst of a storm right now. Can I tell you something? 
maybe God has you on the operating table right now. Maybe God's trying to do a work in you right now. So the trials and the tribulations got you torn open. But they've got you torn open because he's going to use the word of God to bring about the healing and the cleansing that you need. The Bible talks about the word of God being like water that washes us and cleanses us as well. So God's going to use the word to bring about healing. So just hang in there. Don't give up. When trials come, don't, don't stop coming to church. Why, why, why do we see that? People go through things, and the first thing they do is they stop going to church. When you're going through something, church is the place you need to be. How many times have you heard me say, church is the best place to be, but the hardest place to get? You need to be in church so that God's word can begin to heal you and cleanse you. Hang in there. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.